Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. Whose authority do we want more of? Last week I spoke of the different spheres of authority. The individual, family, church, the state. So this is a key question that all of us in Western democracies must answer for themselves before the next election, whenever that is for you. And if you tell me there's nobody worth voting for where you are, well, I get that, but that's not an excuse to not vote. That means you need to get out there and find somebody that you can vote for, that you can support, get him nominated for a party. The responsibility of citizens in a democracy is not merely to vote, but it's to be involved in the political process. And that applies equally for Christians and non-Christians, regardless of your faith. If you're a member benefiting from that society, then you have the responsibility to support that. In democracy, we use it or lose it, just like our muscles. You lie on the sofa for a year, you won't have much strength in those muscles. And I'm afraid that some of our democracies are losing their muscle. It's our responsibility to choose. In order to do that, we must first inform ourselves. An independent media is an integral component of that in a democracy. It is supposed to keep an eye on our governing class for us and expose any corruption, present opposing views, and give them a voice. Show the options available, besides what the government is proposing. Coincidentally, since the Trudeau government provided bailout money for, of billions of dollars to the legacy media, it seems to be falling far short of doing that. It has slipped so far in recent years that some journalists have even quit their well-paying jobs to be able to write their conscience on an independent platform. Shout out to Substack. If we expect to keep our rights, we must exercise the responsibilities that go along with it. If we abdicate our responsibilities, we're going to get whoever wants power the most as our leader. That inevitably will be a tyrant, a bully of some sort. That is exactly what cultures have had for millennia before we fought for democracy, or at least our ancestors did. So how badly do we want to keep what they earned for us? How much do we want to make sure we don't go back to that? In a democracy, we have that choice. However, choose wrong, and it may be a long time before we get the opportunity to choose again. Or maybe our grandkids will. Just ask someone from Eastern Europe. As Christians, we know that God put us here for a purpose. That God gave us rights. It's not just some theory that we have God-given rights, but we know what God has promised us. 
And we know that he has a reason for us being here, where we are, in the era we're in, and he has things for us to do. Primarily, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that is the unity we have in the Holy Spirit, that we all have that one purpose. We all have the same heart. But on the other hand, we all have different ideas, talents, spiritual gifts, different purposes, different callings, but the same spirit. And it is within that calling that we use our responsibilities. So as we use our responsibilities wisely, we can have a better government. It seems in history that we get the government that we deserve in a democracy. That's not always a good thing, especially if we've been lax in our responsibilities. On the anniversary of the Freedom Convoy in Canada, a legacy media reporter asked the Prime Minister if he feels now that he should have called them a fringe minority, the protesters in the convoy, or if he regretted that. I found it interesting that the reporter would ask him about that term, a fringe minority, when the Prime Minister called him the protesters way worse. Misogynist, uh, racist, anti-science bigots. Well, the Prime Minister answered that yes, he should have worded that more carefully. That most of the people involved in the convoy were just hurting people. He sounded almost sympathetic. But they were misled by a malicious fringe minority spouting disinformation. And it's these people he needs to crack down on. This implies that his government should be the ones to determine truth. The unspoken definition of disinformation seems to be disagreeing with his government. In fact, just a week ago, before I could listen to a podcast I wanted to listen to, I had to first hear an advertisement, which is normal. But this advertisement was from the Canadian government, warning us about the dangers of disinformation and what we need to do about it. We need to go to the Canadian government website and to see what is really accurate information. From the beginning of his career, Trudeau has sounded very liberal, being the leader of the Liberal Party, saying he agrees with the principle of freedom to protest. Except he adds this caveat, but not when they start to demand that the government change their policy. Then they've gone too far. They've crossed a line and need to be stopped. What on earth does he think a protest is for? if not for the citizens to tell their elected representatives that they need to start representing their views on this specific policy. It seems to me that Prime Minister Trudeau and Deputy Prime Minister Freeland have revealed their type of authority. At the beginning of the pandemic, they were talking about two weeks to flatten the curve of restricting people's rights. And people went, oh, all right. And that spring... He made a play for unlimited spending for 18 months, never mind two weeks. 
18 months of uh, no government oversight, no sitting parliament to oversee their spending, to be able to spend whatever they wanted on whatever they wanted. So that was his response to the pandemic. And at the end of the protest, by freezing people's bank accounts, who were protesting his policies, heavy-handed pressure on police forces, and other things that just sounded like they don't really believe in democratic values after all. And these are just a couple of the most egregious infringements on democratic values. There's a famous video of Trudeau early on in a group speaking and someone asked him his favorite country outside of Canada and his response was China, not because of their age-old philosophy or traditions or history, no, because of their government's ability to enact things quickly and efficiently, none of those pesky commissions and democracy and that kind of stuff. Well, it looks like he's showing that's exactly what he's liking to do. So in the face of these kind of realities in the physical world, what can we as Christians, who are spiritually aware, what can we do? First, we can remember that we have the peace of Christ. And if we don't feel that we do, we can ask Holy Spirit who he promised will give us what we ask for. Jesus said, peace I give you, not as the world gives, but forever. With this peace, we can overturn the weapons of the enemy has turned against us. If we maintain our peace, then authoritarians who are against us can't intimidate us. And, of course, as I've mentioned, don't fight with each other. We have a unity in that Holy Spirit. We have a heart that is loving God and loving our neighbor. And that unifies us, regardless of whether we are left or right, white or black or whatever. We have that unifying love of the Holy Spirit. We have one heart. And at the same time, we are independent individuals. And if one of you has a higher tolerance for authoritarians than the other, if one of you thinks God has sent this person to save us or to punish us, we can glory in our differences and we can be strengthened by the challenges that our brothers and sisters provide for us. We need to think of it that way, as providing us an opportunity to be strengthened. It is as we express our differences in love that we are strengthened and growing. So go in peace, my brothers and sisters, no matter what chaos you see in the outside world. We are bringing the peace of Christ. I believe it's important to recognize the authority structures around us in their particular appropriate spheres of influence, but also important to recognize our own authority. Jesus said, our authority has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples. He also said to his mature disciples, the 70 that he sent out, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. 
So let's confirm with God what authority he has given to each of us and go out and use it. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on earth as it is in heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you.